All right, guys, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. This stuff is delicious. It's CBD infused, and it can help you with a lot of things, aches and pains, uh, you know, arthritis. CBD has benefits that range extremely wide. So make sure you check out Strava Craft Coffee. It's a great way to get that morning boost. And a lot of people say that CBD infusion helps them stay away from those coffee jitters. So check them out, StravaCraftCoffee.com. And when you use the code DNVR20, you can get 20% off. And then the next time you use it, you can use DNVR25 and you can get 25% off. You can also subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee and have them send it straight to your door based on the interval that you choose, two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. You tell them, I want two bags every three weeks, boom, there they are. So you don't have to worry about running to the store to get coffee, and you will always have it sent straight to your door from our friends over at Strava. Check them out, StravaCraftCoffee.com. Happy Friday and welcome into another edition of Three Ring Circus. RK here, joined by my guys Zach and Mace, and soon our special guest, Troy Rank. Uh, but before we jump in, I want to tell you that the DNVR Broncos podcast, every DNVR Broncos podcast, is presented by MSU Denver Online. Check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. Earn your degree while keeping your job. Uh, MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. So keep that job, get that education so you can hopefully get a better job uh, at some point. And uh, yeah, MSU Denver, 750 total classes, 45 plus hybrid programs, everything you need over at msudenver.edu slash online. My boys, what a day this is. Great vibes all over the place. We got the Rockies undefeated. We have the Nuggets on a roll. It's Good Friday and a good Friday it is, guys. Little birthday for me. Pumped to be rolling with you guys. Pumped to be on this show. We can get our vaccinations starting today. I mean, everything is good. The vibes are exceptional, and I'm so pumped to be joining or be to be joined by Troy Rank on this podcast, guys. Let's go, Troy. What's up? What's going on, guys? Great to see you. Hey, well, was I going to get the memo on these Hawaiian shirts? <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're in a love boat episode. <laughs> We're all just waiting for someone to just do it without us telling them. <laughs> oh, now you know for next time that's the thing once once we work our way around the, the lineup and then we, we start going back to the top of the order again with guests then i think everybody's gonna know you got to break out the the floral look the aloha shirt the tropical vibe well listen i'm just working and easing myself back into a future life of pants without elastic so let's go easy here. <laughs> no i think i think those are here to stay troy at least I, they're yeah. here to stay for me i, think I I'm... anchored at denver seven a few weeks ago and i wore my sweatpants because it's just a top shot up even though i was in studio i was still in my sweatpants i couldn't even bring myself in studio to wear said dress slacks <laughs> that's great uh, troy before we jump in i want to ask What's the best uh, April Fool's Day prank that you've ever been either on the right or wrong side of? I mean, the Von Miller one a couple years ago about the trade was pretty good. I mean, he 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 hit people pretty hard with that. Like, people took that hard. I mean, was that like three years ago? Yeah. You know, when he said mm-hmm. it was great, Denver, a couple years ago, that was a good one. The best pranks I've heard of just never happened on April Fool's. They were just mm-hmm. pranks on guys. Mm-hmm. 
play professional players. The popcorn one with Kenyon Martin, where they actually put buttered popcorn and they ruined the seats in his his car. That was a great one. And there's a great prank where Peyton Manning put a bunch of mattresses in Matt Prater's like hotel room or in, during training camp. Mace, I think, knows this one. Yeah. Where he literally couldn't open the door because of mattresses <laughs> yeah. that were relocated. So the best pranks I've heard of, I'll say this, the best prank, and it might have been on April 1st, Mace would know this, Derek Bell was playing for the Toronto Blue Jays, a famous outfield, not famous, but a pretty good outfielder, and they'd announced over the loudspeaker they were giving, doing a raffle giveaway for a customized truck, and they bring it in from the outfield fence, and it's Derek Bell's truck, yeah. <laughs> and he absolutely lost his mind, and they're like, if you have number 0876, you have a brand new 2001 he was losing it that was a good one. that was wow, one of my favorite ones. that's incredible that takes some like inside intel you got to get his keys that's hey that punk episode with justin timberlake still is the best oh, one i've ever seen on yeah. tv with dak shepherd when they were loading up all his cars and I saw that Timberlake, that was on punk with Aston Kuster. He, I guess he admitted like part of the reason he was so out, he was high as a kite during that episode. <laughs> no, he's he because he was on the phone crying to his mom. <laughs> They're taking my cars, mom. It was so hilarious. But now I guess he came out recently and said he was just blasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Well, speaking of April Fools, that is the name of our game today. Um, and, and it's a pretty simple concept. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to show you, I guess, you know, a statement. And if you think it's not going to happen, then you say April Fools. And if you think it's going to happen, then we just start talking about why it's going to happen. Simple enough. So let's jump in. And our first April Fools for you, Troy, the Broncos will trade up in the first round. Is this is this the news everyone's going to hear and be excited about? I don't think so. As much oh. as I hope so for TV, because it makes <laughs> yeah. great TV, because it would mean they're going up for a quarterback. I just don't believe they're willing where they are with their roster right now to sacrifice multiple first round picks. I think the more likely scenario is they move back a couple, pick up a second round pick. But I don't, as we sit here today, I don't know that they, I haven't been told from sources they love a quarterback up to move up in the first round. So that would be April Fools, unfortunately. If they were, <laughs> who's your favorite uh, quarterback up there, you know, that is actually attainable for the Broncos? I mean, it'd be for me, it's Justin Fields. If Mac Jones is going three, I'm I'm bullish on Justin Fields. And I know the history of Ohio State quarterback stinks in the pros. I mean, there's really not one or I mean, Arch Schleister. I mean, listen, I mean, the, the history of Ohio State quarterbacks is awful in the league, but I don't hold that against Justin Fields. I've been watching that kid since he was in high school on QB1 on Netflix. I mean, this guy was the top quarterback from like age 16 with Trevor Lawrence. To now, so yeah. I'd have no. He's a he's not a running quarterback. He's a passing quarterback who can run. I I do wonder how Pat Shermer would make all that fit. But if you're asking me, Ryan, I would be completely comfortable trading up to get Justin Fields. If you know, am I in love with him enough to do it? Again, it's easy for you to say I'm not the GM. But if I were to do it, it would be for Justin Fields. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, Pat Shermer matters in this, but the guy who's been at George Payton's side at these pro day visits has been Mike Shula. And the significance of that with Fields is that, of course, Shula very successfully developed Cam Newton, and Cam was a guy who wanted to run more than Justin Fields. I mean, I could see Shula looking at Fields and saying, I could do what I did with Cam, only I could do it better because he's pass first. 
He doesn't run to contact, and he's highly intelligent. Yeah, I'm with you, Mace. I like Fields. Yeah. I, I just I think he's got kind of a bad rap because, I mean, everyone's falling in love with Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones is just, you know, out of the stratosphere going from a potential late first rounder to three overall. Like, I just, for me, we, if you go back and look in September, people were, not me, but you're talking about Fields going one over Lawrence. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. he had a couple bad games against Indiana and Northwestern. I get it. And they were ugly, but this idea he suddenly is not a potentially I think he has he might have the highest ceiling of any of them. Yeah. You know, I just I like fields. I'm more bullish. I could be wrong. I mean, again, that's part of this draft process, but from what I've seen of fields and what I know about him and people that know him, I'm bullish on fields. I think it's it's totally a situation where um the longer a guy is in the limelight, the the more people get bored of them, start nitpicking them a little more. Like for example, you know, Trey Lance is is new to people, and I really like Trey Lance. But, you know, Justin Fields has been in the spotlight, like you said, since he was in high school. And so people just – there's like a fatigue that happens, and they're like, oh, there's this new thing I can look at. I like this a lot, and it takes a while for the cycle to get past all the things you love about a guy to all, all the things you don't like about a guy. Trevor Lawrence, it doesn't matter for him. You know, everyone already knows he's number one. They don't want – they they're not even going to bother nitpicking him because you could. Um, but I think with Fields – it's one of those things where people are just just got bored of him. Now they want to nitpick him. Yeah, listen. I mean, at some point, it's like you're talking about the mole on Cindy Crawford's face. Like, come on. <laughs> like, with with even with Lawrence, you know, I've seen it. Oh, he didn't play his best in this game or that game. It's like that's and to your you make a great point, Ryan. That's part of the reason I think that helped Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. They were late to the game. Murray started like had one great year in college. Kyler Murray, go back, even look at my guy, Mark Sanchez, one great year in college. You don't get scrutinized the same way when you start three years and your game's on every Saturday that everybody's watching. I mean, again, I like Zach Wilson. If you go back to last year where we were with Zach Wilson, he was going to John Beck so he could win the job back at BYU. He was terrible at BYU his previous season. It doesn't mean that he won't be good in the NFL. I'm just to your point, Ryan. If BYU was on national TV playing LSU and Auburn and you know Florida State, there's no way people would be talking about him the same way they are right now. Well, it's a it's a great point, Troy. And so you, you mentioned that you don't you don't necessarily think the Broncos are in love with any of these guys. And there's a chance that Fields could go three overall. There is a connection with Kyle Shanahan there. But let's say he's he's there. I mean, w- when do you see the Broncos potentially making a move? Whether it's up if he's there at four, up if he's there at five, up if he's there at seven, or do you see a scenario where, like we saw in Todd McShay's mock draft yesterday, where he falls to nine? And the Broncos say, yeah, no, thanks. We're going to go a different direction. I mean, is that something you could see happening? Is one of these top guys falling to nine and the Broncos saying no to them? Not quarterback. I mean, Penny Sewell, that's a weird, he had him falling too. I wrote on the DenverChannel.com that if either Fields or Sewell are there at nine, they're taking one of them. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but I mean, if Fields is in my falls to my lap at nine, I'm taking him. Yeah, and I'll figure out the rest. And again, unless their scouting of him came up with something where they just it scared him off, I'm just I don't see a scenario where he goes to nine. I just don't. You know, could Atlanta take Kyle Pitts at four? So you have a chance that okay, they don't take him. They like Matt Ryan. They want to keep that situation for a couple years. Okay, Bengals aren't in the market for a quarterback. So and then you get to six with the Dolphins. They're likely going to go receiver there. That's where it gets interesting. It's seven. If I'm the Broncos and the Lions are on the board there, I if if you really want a quarterback, then then you have to make the move. 
to yep. go to seven because you've lucked out in some degree that someone hasn't jumped you at four or five. Again, that's what, as much as I said, man, that'd be a great value. Get him even at seven. I don't know. I don't know what Carolina would be. Mason knows Carolina better, but I can't imagine if Atlanta takes pits that Carolina doesn't try to just zoom up to the Bengals and just say, okay, we've had enough. We got to get our guy. Yeah. That's why yeah. a lot of these scenarios we talk about, it's in a vacuum. But yeah, if he's and, there at nine, Zach, there's no way that for me that they would pass on Sewell or Fields. If they're, I don't know how you guys feel. Oh, I, I hope you're I don't right, see a Troy. Scenario where they would pass on both those guys at nine. And the thing with Carolina, of course, I mean, obviously, they keep, Atlanta's almost certainly not going to deal with them at number four. But right. Carolina for a while was really zeroed in, of course, on Deshaun Watson. With everything coming out on Watson, uh, that is basically on ice. So they're they are actively looking for another plan forward here, assuming that Deshaun Watson is not going to be in the mix. I mean, Carolina is a team that uh, in the past, they've had some major issues with guys, different types of issues. You know, they went through Greg Hardy. They went through Ray Carruth with everything around Deshaun Watson. I think as an organization, they're going to say no thanks. And they're looking very strongly in these other directions. I think they, I think Carolina would give up a lot to move up to five. If Fields is sitting there. The, the weird thing I'll say is like, I almost wouldn't like it if Justin Fields falls to nine and the Broncos take him and they say something along the lines of like, yeah, we never, we never thought he would be available at nine. Like we were surprised. The reason I say that is because like, I, if you're going to go get a quarterback in the first round, I want you to be, to not even think that nine is an option. Like we love him so much. We can't let him go past five or whatever. Uh, It's, you know, it's, it's like, I want you to be so convicted that you don't care what you have to give up because this is your guy. Well, I'll ask you guys this then. What about if, if they do move up and then Trey Lance is the one who falls? Do you take Lance at nine? Because that's yep. where, for me, it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not nearly as convicted on Lance. I wouldn't have an issue if they took him. But for me, he's a redshirt guy. He's, he's going to need a mm-hmm. year after 17 starts at you know the sub-level. For me, that – and how does that help Fangio? Is that just right. Peyton starting his mm-hmm. clock over for the next coach the following year? That gets tricky mm-hmm. for me. How do you guys feel if Lance is there at nine? Man, I, I love – personally, I'm taking any of the five quarterbacks <laughs> if they're there at nine. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm big on Lance. Um, but you're right. I mean, organizationally, there's a lot of question marks there. The other thing is you're going to bring him in uh, and, you know, Pat Shermer is going to be the offensive coordinator. And then, you know – I think after one more year, now you're going to be searching for a new quarter, uh, new offensive coordinator, new quarterbacks coach. So now you're redoing the whole system for a guy that you just redshirted. How, how valuable was that redshirt year, honestly? So there's a lot of question marks there that make it tougher for me to pull the trigger. But just the player, I really like Lance. All right, let's get to our next one here. All right, Troy, is this an April Fool's thing? This A straw has two holes. This is a big debate. How many holes does a straw have? One, two, none? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> this is the, I'm on punk now. <laughs> two. two holes. Oh. Two holes. <laughs> hook them up. Hook them? Yeah. Oh, that's my metal day, Zach. <laughs> too fast for love. Likewise. Two holes. This is, a, this is an age-old debate. Um you know, a lot of straw purists say zero holes. <laughs> it's just a funnel. Just a pipe. It's just a funnel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, now that we got that sorted out, easy to go on to the next one. All right. Next one. Drew Locke will be the starting quarterback in 2021. 
Uh, for game one, I would say yes. For the full season, I would say no. Oh, okay. I, I like that. And Troy, when you say that, I mean, you say it with just a lot of, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, he'll be the starting quarterback in 2021. It, it's not with much conviction, which I totally understand. Uh, what, what do you think ends up being the Broncos plan at quarterback now that we're here April 2nd and we still haven't had a single move at quarterback. Heck, they haven't even cut Jeff Driscoll. There's been zero moves at quarterback. Yeah, you know Driscoll's showing up every day with his key card like, wait, this thing still works? What the heck's going on? Uh, listen, I'm not going to judge George Payton on the quarterback thing until the day after the draft because I do think now they're at the point where it's very clear they're going to slow play this. If they wanted Alex Smith, they could have signed him. So he's sitting there. There's your one card you could play if it kind of falls apart. Hey, we'll go get Alex Smith, mentor, great guy. Okay. But if you want to trade for Teddy Bridgewater, you want to trade for Nick Foles. I mean, again, Nick Foles, great guy. He retired two years ago and didn't tell anyone. <laughs> that does nothing for me. Teddy Bridgewater, he's Case, he's, he's Case Keenum or Keenum. Or I see what you did there. <laughs> he's, he's the same guy. Like I, I, like, I love the character of him. I do. There's no upside to Teddy Bridgewater. And so now, again, I would bring in Minshew of that group. I don't know how they feel. I mean, again, Minshew's 37 touchdowns, 11 picks. Everyone keeps saying, like, he's not an upgrade over Locke. Did Locke change his stats? Did I miss? Did, like, did he use whiteout on his stats or Adobe Photoshop? I mentioned some games. But my yeah. point is I'm not going to judge Peyton until after the draft because somebody might move up, like Andrew said. Maybe it's Carolina. Maybe it's a team. Maybe it's the Patriots. Maybe it's a team we're not even thinking about that says we got to go get our quarterback of the future, and now it's available that we didn't think. Garoppolo, if you want to do it for one year, again, Jimmy G to me is in some ways he's lock. He struggles with availability and he struggles with interceptions. And I'm I'm not giving up on lock. I just they've got to have someone to push him. And why do I think he'd be the starter to start the season? Because I just feels like right now, and I hope I'm wrong, it's going to be more the Foles Alex Smith variety. And he would win that competition initially. And then they would have a guy you could go to the bullpen. That I feel right now, uh, in terms of why do I think Locke would start? But Locke, talking to teammates, man, they're convinced he's going to come out firebrand. Like he, you know, he understands the urgency. He's handled all this adversity well, and I hope he does. That's a great story too. I root for the story. Him figuring it out is a great story. But I, that's why I just, as we sit here right now, I think he would be the starter to start the season. Well, the thing with Locke, the issue has not been kind of the work ethic, uh, right. what he does in practice. The issue has been taking what he knows he should do, what he's learned from practice, and then when you get into game situation, pressures bearing down on you, making that good decision. And so, I mean, that's why I think, I agree, I think Drew Locke is probably going to be the starting quarterback in week one, but the issue isn't getting him getting to that point. It's him staying healthy right. and him then being out there when he's under duress, making the right read and not, tr and not trying to throw to a window that isn't there. That, that type of decision has led to so many of his mistakes because if they've, I mean, let's say they've even got like a Gardner Minshew in the bullpen and you mentioned the touchdown interception ratio with the defense that you have put together and with the skill position players you have, it's very much a situation where you're asking your quarterback to be smart, make prudent decisions, and not screw this up. Because if you've got a top five defense and you have weapons like Sutton, Judy, Fant on offense, you ought to be able to win 10 games with basically mid-tier quarterback play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think Drew Locke wins the job if it's Minshew. Um, I think if it's one of the older guys, I think he does. Minshew comes in. 
I mean, he charms the fans. The fans are jumping ship, I mean, instantly. Even the lock <laughs> people are saying, like, oh, this Minshew guy, he's got moxie. And, you know, like, uh, the, the the coaching staff is obviously going to see that he turns the ball over less. Um, you know, the receivers are getting the ball. I think that that, that would be – I think, honestly, Minshew would probably make quick work of Drew Locke. But all the other ones, um, you know, the Foles – the Alex Smith, um, that's one where the Broncos are going to give the tiebreaker to the young guy who, you know, they spent a draft pick on. Well, and Troy, you're absolutely right about, about Minshew. 37 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. This guy is also a Fangio guy. He doesn't turn the ball over. That's what Vic wants, and he also produces. And guys, if if Minshew is here, do we get to, uh, to break out the Drew Timmy celebration and, you know, go down the stash and then up in the air every time there's a score? I'd love to adopt that. Minshew looks like the lead singer from that band in Almost Famous. He is just <laughs> <laughs> everything about. Can we bring this out, yeah. Troy. Yeah. <laughs> Minshew, I mean, from the George to the the the, he had like he's gonna have a skullet soon. He's going bald, so he's gonna have a skullet <laughs> instead of a mullet. But he just just oozes cool. But again, everyone. But I think it's funny the Nash, the local perception of Minshew is this crazy guy, long hair, who's just taking chances. That's not who he is as a quarterback. No. No, it's it's no. A, it's basically the ju- a juxtaposition of the personality you see from afar to the guy that plays on Sundays. That's his play at quarterbacks. What the Broncos have been desperate for since Manny retired. Yeah, a two to one interception to pick ratio, as Mace mentioned, with a good defense can get you to ten wins. The problem is if you're I keep telling people this. As much as I love their defensive moves. You can't be a top five defense if your offense averages 20 points a game because you get no turnovers. The league's turnover averse. And if you're trailing 10-3, 17-3, you don't get sacks and turnovers. So you take Vaughn out. You take Chubb out. You take Fuller out. We've seen this. The best example was 2016 when they should have been in the playoffs where that defense led the league in three and outs, and they still only won nine games. So if they can't get to 24, 25 points a game, I don't want to hear about it. Because you're not a good team. You can't win in the NFL like they did in 2015. You can win in the playoffs with defense, but you can't get to the playoffs without scoring 24, 25 points a game right now. Yeah, yep. it's 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 an ex it's an excellent point. And Troy, we don't want to keep you here until the Rockies game starts tonight, so we'll move on to the next one. Tro- Troy, is this an April Fool's joke? Brittany Bolin will be the controlling owner of the Broncos at this time next year. Uh, April Fool's. I just the family drama would prevent this. I just yeah. can't see yeah. unless Brittany would go to the sisters and say, "I'm going to write you a check for eight hundred million, nine hundred million. I mean, I, I don't know how that would work, but if they would have the liquid assets to turn a check like that. But I, based on everything I know, there's just that would be a, difficult to see the family in agreement over Brittany controlling their finances. Cause that person essentially would control their finances and given the acrimony and animosity, I just don't see it. And things change when it you know comes down to the deadlines, but I don't see that happening. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think we're all right there with you. And we would all love to see it stay in the Bolin family, but it's got to the point where uh, it does seem like a sale is inevitable. I mean, it's it's so hard to imagine. They're like, okay, so here are your options. You lose this sweepstakes where you are trying to hope to be the owner, uh, and you don't really get any money, but now you just lost. Or 
you make it really difficult. The team gets sold, and you get your share of three billion dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 how do they end up choosing? They're like, oh, I'll just take my L and fade away into the distance. <laughs> yeah. What was that last billion part again? Can you read that? Again? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one, Troy. April Fools with you can cook salmon in the dishwasher. Oh, I'm not a salmon guy. I I would say April Fool's. That sounds disgusting. Unless you yes, use yes. Cascade, Cascade with lemon, maybe a little bit of lemon. This is fruity here. Ask him. That just yeah. sounds disgusting. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm a salmon guy. I'm. I'll have it bra- baked, grilled, raw, smoked, dishwashered. Uh, I haven't tried dishwashered, nor do I want to. <laughs> guys, guys. Ryan's telling us it's not a pool. Yeah. This is real. And what's crazy is, you know, back in my day when I was cooking dishwasher salmon, <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> um, you had to use tinfoil. You had to really wrap it up in a lot of tinfoil so you don't get any water in there. But now they've got these vacuum seal packs. So you don't even have to worry about it. You vacuum seal it up. Throw it in there, run a cycle, and you got yourself a perfectly flaky, not dry, steamed salmon. Oh, I bet it's very wet. That's probably for sure. And, uh, you know, I love Troy's idea of using the lemon cascade in there. That's a great addition. One of our uh, listeners the other day sent me someone. this, This is next level. Someone did steak in the dishwasher. Oh, wow. Wow. That better be a hot dishwasher. But they did finish it. They finished it on like a cast iron skillet. Yeah, that that helps. So they actually cooked it. I thought he was going to say one of our listeners sent me some salmon in there. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that from Trading Places where he's like picking pieces of veal out of the Santa suit? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joy, next one. Is it April Fool's or is it April 2nd? Von Miller will be a Bronco in 2022. Listen, I've been a ride or die guy, guy with Vaughn, so I will say perhaps foolishly that he will be a Bronco, that I'll take seriously, that he wants to retire here, that they're going to have a a, rec, a team that looks like it's finally turning the corner. So I'll say knowing I'm probably wrong that, yes, he will be a Bronco in 2022. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Strange, and, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Mace, it's all you. Well, strangely enough, we were talking about, of course, quarterback and do you trade up. I think if they traded up or if they somehow got Justin Fields, Troy, I think that could increase the chances that Von Miller is still with the team because at that point you would have a young quarterback, cost-controlled drink, it's our drinking game here, cost-controlled quarterback that where you could afford to say, we're going to pay you, Von, and we're also going to pay you, Bradley, and take care of both of you, in turn, and, and that would fit in your team-wide cap equation. Yeah, I mean, maybe that would spot – I mean – Again, Vaughn called their bluff. He he played this perfectly yeah. in terms of once his off-field issue got resolved, he wasn't really facing suspension. And then they went out and looked at Leonard uh, Floyd and were like, holy heck, that's a lot of money for a guy that's not nearly as accomplished as our guy. So you give Vaughn a one-year $18 million. But the flip side of that is they don't get a young quarterback and they move Vaughn at the trading deadline. Right. You know? yeah. I mean, does he finish? I think another question would be, will he finish this season with the Broncos? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's a it's a great question. It's something that uh, I think fans believe will happen, but I think it's something that it, behind the scenes could be a little more shaky. I totally agree with you, Troy. All right, I think we got a couple more for you. Next one, April Fool's. Vi- Speaking of finishing the season with the Broncos, will Vic Fangio finish the season with the Broncos? Will he coach in all 17 games this year? I believe so. Uh, I don't know about after that, but I, I just George Payton doesn't strike me as a guy who would make a midseason change unless it just went off the rails, you know, where they were getting beat by bad teams and you got fans back and they're getting booed off the field. I just the way to get fired in professional sports is play your worst games at home in front of your fans and all of the people, the decision makers are right there. Uh, I just and. What could hurt Vanjo's is his starts have killed him. He hasn't been over 500 once in two years. But do I think he finishes the season? I do. Yeah, and, and I think that's true. I mean, what we've seen from George so far, he hasn't made any moves at, with the coaching staff. He hasn't made moves in personnel. He's really taken this year to take a step back. So I, I totally agree with you. All right, Trey, we got three more April Fools or not with this one, the Rockies will lose a hundred games this year. I guess it should probably be the Rockies will win a hundred games this year, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I still think they will lose a hundred games with all due respect to their great opener. And I just, I say that because I think they're going to trade John Gray at the deadline. I think they're going to trade Michael Givens at the deadline and then maybe story. The problem is most as Mace knows most playoff teams aren't looking for shortstops. I mean, right. That's not a, a pressing need, but there's a chance they could trade story as well. So even though they do a bunch of great work and they're competitive, they could get to August 1st and then fall off a cliff because they don't have, you know, three or four of their best players. They're all been moved in a trade. So I'm going to say they're going to lose a hundred for the first time in franchise history. Oh, no, my, my over 63 and a half ticket is weeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate, or, or Troy, next one. Cortland Sutton will lead the team in receiving this year. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, I've heard all great things about his recovery from knee surgery. He knows he's got a future contract on the line in terms of being a core guy and being a guy that they want to get on a second contract. Again, the thing that's different about Sutton is he's open when he's covered. He's a special player. Locke missed him more than anybody uh, in terms of their team last year, with all due respect to the Von Miller injury. Cortland Sutton not being on the field, he was a security blanket for Locke. So I do believe he will because I think Drew, when push comes to sub, or even whoever the quarterback is, we saw Sutton put up great numbers when he had, you know, Flacco, Allen, and Locke. So I just think that it's, if unless there's some issue that uh, develops with Cortland's knee, he's going to lead them in receiving. Yeah, and uh, I don't think there's any disagreement here. And final one, Troy. April Fools, the Broncos will make the playoffs in 2021. April Fools. I do think they'll be better, uh, but I think that could be high end for me right now would be nine and eight. I just so weird. How do you, I'll I'll pose it to you guys quick. How can you make the playoffs when you have the worst quarterback in your own division? How do you do that? You can't. For me, there's one avenue. You would have to play defensively in a way that's special. That's how. And it's a mediocre year overall because the Bears just did that with Mitchell Trubisky in a division of Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford. And so last year, eight and eight, they sneak in. That's that's what I think the playoffs likely look like is you get nine and eight. That's kind of you know basically a half game up above eight and eight, obviously. It's a weak year overall. We're just with 14 teams in the playoffs, we're gonna see more of these types of teams, types of teams make it. So that well, that's what that's, what, that's where too- the path is. 
their schedule is way easier this yes. year. Yeah. So last year's schedule kind of bit them. If they get off to a, a, just an okay start, which has killed them the, the previous two seasons, mm-hmm. the schedule sets up for nine wins. If you look at it, it's just we keep saying that, and then they lose. You know, they have these mindlessly dumb losses. That the opener last year, you know, you lose at Atlanta. Like they have these swing games. I say like baseball where the counts one and one, and every time it turns out to one and two for them. And when instead right. of two and one, and now here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm going to strip. They just every time they get into a swing situation where they can change it, it seems to go the wrong way. But the schedule's set up for them to have a winning record. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great point, Trey. And I shouldn't say that the Broncos can't make the playoffs because, as Mace pointed out, you you can with the worst quarterback, but you can't make it with bad quarterback play. You have to have yeah. average quarterback play. And heck, you know, Mahomes could be the best quarterback in the league. Herbert absolutely can be top ten, and and maybe Derek Carr's twelve. If you have Drew Locke or whoever your quarterback is, right at fourteen or fifteen in terms of quarterback play, with this defense, you can make it. Uh, but it's it's really tough when you have the worst quarterback. You're absolutely right, Troy. Well, Trubisky, to your point, he played out of his mind at the end of last season, and it was because the schedule set up for it. They played Mm -hmm. like nobody the last month of the season. He got hot. And then you watched him against the Saints, and you're like, how did this team get in the playoffs? They're terrible Mm -hmm. offensively. I mean, because that's what I tell people. Like, when you look at the playoffs last year, who did the Broncos look like? The only team they even looked like were the Bears. Every other team offensively, you're like, that's a pretty good offense. The, the only team I saw, I don't know you guys saw, in the playoffs last year that was terrible were the Bears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes it so hard on the fans because th- this is the golden age of offensive football in the NFL. <laughs> and the Broncos are like worse than they've ever been on that side of the ball. Yeah, they got the peach basket out trying to score backdoor layups. You know, I wanted to uh, I wanted to do a behind the scenes Troyism count on this pod. And, you know, I think we would have broke double digits on this. I absolutely love love every Troyism. <laughs> I know I got accused of scripting them out yesterday when I was on radio because I said that the they, Rockies bullpen, they, all that their goal is to not blow more saves than the cast of Baywatch. And they. <laughs> They said that I had scripted that. And I'm like, from where? Where would I script that? I'm an idiot. I just think of stupid stuff. <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right, Troy. Well, uh, we appreciate the time. We kept you a little long. Um, but this was great. Thank you for all your insights. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah, I can't wait to see you guys in person. I tell, I was telling my wife this the other day. I miss the camaraderie of the press room. I enjoy yeah. it. I know some people put their headphones on. And I enjoy being around people. I enjoy the interaction, the ideas develop. You guys will say something. I'm like, man, I didn't think of that. Like, I love the creative friction and debates. And for me, that's part of the job I miss. I mean, the locker room to report, but I miss being around people. I love that part of the job because you guys are great and you bring a different view, a different energy that was missing in this market for how many decades. So I, I just miss it. I miss it. I missed it all last year. I'm tired of working from home. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we all feel that way. All right, yeah. Troy. Thank appreciate you, Troy. the kind words and, and the time. We'll talk to you soon. See you guys. There he is. Troy rank. Another great guest. Loved it. Loved on it. Three ring circus. That was awesome. It was man. And just, just great to hear the perspective. Although don't like him saying that the Broncos, you know, aren't, he doesn't think they're in love with the quarterback. Uh, I don't think he's wrong uh, by saying that at all. It's just, you know, it's not what we want to hear right now with trying to get even more excitement. Cause guys, we we're a quarterback away from this team going from five and 11 to uh, 
not just will they make the playoffs, but how competitive are they going to be in the playoffs? And we talk about, you know, average quarterback play, getting the 15th best quarterback play. That's a playoff team with this team in my mind. But what if they get the eighth best quarterback play in the league, which isn't crazy to say that that Drew could take that jump or that a rookie could come in here and have the eighth best quarterback play. We've seen rookies come in and light it up the past few years. And I'm not even saying number one, but eight guys. What is how exciting would that be? Broncos country is standing on the ledge right now, ready to explode into the moon if if they get good quarterback play. It's true. And it's it's a tough position for George Payton to be in, I think. Um, because desperation does not often lead to good things, whether this is when you're searching for a quarterback or if you're searching for a girlfriend, (laughs) um, like the more you want it, the more your head gets messed up. Uh, and the more you start forgetting what you're actually really looking for. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I think it's George Payton's first big test as can you really run an organization? Because it's just so easy. I mean, every, every fan is doing this right now where they're looking at Justin Fields they're looking at Trey Lance and all they can see is Drew Locke throwing an interception off of their back, off of his back foot. And then they look at, you know, uh, Justin Fields throwing a 60 yard touchdown pass. And they're like, that's better. It's got to be better. It's definitely better. We got to go get it. Uh, and I completely understand why everyone feels that way. But as as the you know the man in charge of making these decisions, you have to have a really clear mind and not be thinking about what if he's good. It's is he good, and is he going to be good? Because what ifs uh, from that position at the quarterback position if you're wrong and you just went because you really wanted something new, you can set the franchise back three, four years. You know, that's most of your contract. Yeah. You don't want desperation, but you, sometimes you do need to have urgency and Mm -hmm. urgency is, is something you think about when you look at your draft situation. Now, what you expect it to be in the future, because if this defense is what you expect it to be and you get, say, average quarterback play, I mean, if even if you finish, say, eight and nine or seven and ten, you're picking potentially 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there. And you're at nine right now in what they would call in, tar- in Top Gun a target rich environment when it comes to the quarterback position. So, you may have to think in terms of saying this is my best shot to get that guy because doing so from say pick 19, if we eke out a nine and eight season and do what the bears did last year and get in and are quickly dispatched in the playoffs. If you do that, then you're, it it becomes a little bit more of a long shot. And frankly, I mean, the, the, the landscape has changed so much, guys, regarding the quarterback position that, you know, Josh Allen fell to seven and Buffalo was able to go from 21 to 16 to seven with a couple of trades back in 2018. A Josh, a Josh Allen caliber prospect might go three or four. You might have to go even higher than you would have had in a similar situation just three years ago. So the moment to strike may be right now. Yeah, you're right. And I hope we're saying in a month from now, 
Mace, that the landscape has changed here oh, in Denver because Trey yeah. landed. And uh, Ryan, you said something that really, really hit home to me. You said, you know, it could be like a girlfriend. You can't be desperate. It takes me back to my high school days. You know, all I wanted those first three years was, you know, that long-term girlfriend in high school. You know, I had some flings here and there, but never the long-term thing. I, senior year, I'm like, nope, I'm just going to college next year. You know what? I'm, I'm dropping it. And then boom. Once the desperation went away, found that long-term girlfriend. And uh, so, you know, maybe maybe that's the Broncos just sitting back at nine and Justin Fields falls into their lap or Mac Jones falls into their lap and uh, they, they strike love for the next two decades. Yeah, it's uh, exactly you know, the less... The less you're looking, the more the more love finds you. The less it. creepy you are. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. let's be honest, high school boys, when exactly. they're desperate. Exactly. All right. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, we'd love if you hit us with a like. You can subscribe to our channel. You can get signed up. If you've noticed, this is a new channel. So if you were subscribed to the old channel, uh, we recommend that you sign up for this one. We are dealing with some issues with YouTube over some BS, um, to be quite frank. Um, so we don't know when we're going to have our other channel back. So if you were subscribed to our old channel, make sure you're subscribing to this one too. All of the same content, everything's the same. Um, we're just working on getting the other one back right now. Uh, aside from that, if you love this show, we also love if you became a member at DNVR. There's so many perks of being a DNVR member. Um, Zach has been telling everyone, I don't want birthday presents. I just want you to become a member at DNVR. Um, and when you sign up, you get a free shirt. If you haven't seen our shirts, go to dnvrlocker.com and see everything we have to offer there. We've got a ton of designs. Someone the other day told me they have over 40 DNVR shirts. And I was like, we have over 40 Whoa. DNVR shirts? Uh, so there's so many cool ones over there, whether you want a team-themed one or you know uh, a DNVR-themed one. There's Broncos ones there. Um, the Vaughn Goat people have been really liking lately. We'll have some new Broncos stuff coming soon. Um, you can get all in on all of this. Uh, the, the hoodies are a hit. So all that stuff uh, over at the uh, dnvrlocker.com. Of course, when you sign up, you get to read all of our content. And maybe the best part, you can have your comments read on our podcast every single day. So you get a direct line to us to get our insights on whatever you may be thinking about that day. There's so much more at thednvr.com. So check it out and consider becoming a member. And guys, a great birthday present is saving almost $1,000 a year. And our friends over at Gabby Insurance are helping me do that today. All you have to do to save literally $961. That's the average amount that a person that goes to Gabby saves per year on insurance. All you have to do is go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. Takes five minutes to enter very basic information about your insurance now and what you're looking for and boom they search over 40 of the top insurance company providers like progression progressive nationwide travelers to find you the best rates and it takes five minutes to do so if you want to save hundreds of dollars you can do that right now and you'll be done in just 10 minutes while still listening to us right now hit up gabby.com slash dnvr that's g-a-b-i.com slash dnvr to save nearly a thousand dollars on your insurance per year and they never will they won't ever sell your information so it's no risk all reward for you over at gabby.com slash dnvr I want to tell you all about Breckenridge Brewery as well. Of course, it's not just beers, it's seltzers. They've got their seltzer line, the good company, 
hard seltzer comes in a 15 pack. They've got apple pear, cherry peach, berry, and honeydew. So go on over to the Breck Beer Locator and find out where that closest 15 pack of seltzers is to you and pick them all up. If you're in the Denver area, check, also check out the Farmhouse. That's their restaurant down at their brewery in Littleton. It's right off Santa Fe. It's a great place. It's got outstanding pub food that's taken to another level and you can get five dollars off your meal by using that magical code dnvr so call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m for pickup they'll bring you your food and you also if you want some beer they'll take care of you that way you've got the full array of breck beers of course located right there at the farmhouse so check that out Wherever you go in the country, though, you may not be able to get all the Breck beers, but if you want to find out where to get that taste of Colorado, check out the Breck Beer Locator on their website. I was able to find a place that has some Breck beers about five miles from where I'm sitting right now in Florida. I'm going to head on over uh, while I'm out for lunch and then and stop and get a little to have to enjoy a nice Florida night, a little a, a little Colorado core, a little strawberry sky. Last week at my house, I had some in-laws over and they said, hey, We'd like some IPA. I didn't have any, so I went to the store, got some Hot Peak IPA, and those things were a hit with my in-laws from Wisconsin. So check out all the offerings from Breckenridge Brewery at the at the website and uh, go to the locator and find out where to get some of those delicious Breck beers and those delicious Good Company hard seltzers. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. Love it. Love it. I can't wait to have a Breck brew today. I'm going to the Rockies game. I'm going to have a Breck brew. Mm. It's going to be a hell of a day. Uh, We're actually on time today, so we're doing the show in the correct order. Um, So let's jump in now to our next segment here. Uh, Last week, we did the great quarterback draft of 2021. This week, we're doing the non-quarterbacks in this draft. Uh, Going to see who can put together the best team of non-quarterbacks available in this draft. I'm excited for this one, guys. It's actually a good board other than um, the quarterback board, which dropped off drastically after number five. Zach, I think you won that one. I did. It's my first one. It was an early birthday present, uh, you know, just dominated by uh, by throwing a curveball in there with Justin Fields. So lame. So lame that you did that, but I respect it. Anything, whatever it takes to win. Exactly. All about the dub. All right, let's jump in here. Uh, I think is it my turn to go first? I think it's my turn to go first. I think I think I think Mace is two and I'm three. OK, yeah. all right. That sounds great. All right, I will go First with my pick is interesting here. I'm curious to see which way you go. Never hesitated. First pick in the 2021 non-quarterback draft, tight end out of Florida, Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I believe he is the single best football player in this draft. Man, outside of court or with quarterbacks too? I just I just mean like football player. So, so would you take him if you were Atlanta? Uh, yeah, of course. Or how about this? I have some, uh, I have some friends that are 49ers fans and, you know, I, I, I spark some fear in their hearts by saying maybe the 49ers just really wanted George Kittle and Kyle Pitts combo. I mean, that would be, that would be insanely deadly, but obviously you don't do that for a tight end. Three first round picks for a tight end (laughs) would be risky. Uh, yeah. So to me, I mean, this guy's an absolute freak. Um, you can use him in so many different ways. And, you know, like I've been talking about, well, like we just talked about Troy, this is the golden age of offensive football in the NFL. And the way that you make it work, the way that you make all this happen is by creating mismatches. Um, whether that's, you know, Tyreek Hill's speed as a mismatch, whatever it is, um, 
For Kyle Pitts, it's a mix of speed, size, strength, athleticism that is unmatched. Uh, and there's just going to be no one out there who can match those things. He's a, he's a mismatch no matter who you put on him. Uh, to me, this is a, this is a no-brainer. And you know what's so great about him is a lot of people, when you say, you know, tight end Kyle Pitts, they say, no, 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 no. He's a wide receiver. Well, for some tight ends, that's true because they're six, three and a half two thirty, And you're like, OK, he really is just a big wide receiver. Kyle Pitts, six, six, two forty five. I mean, he truly can be a wide receiver on the outside, but he's also a guy that that you can just dominate uh, with at tight end as well. And you get those matchups. All right, Mace, your pick. Yeah, Kyle Pitts is the lock, stock, and barrel number one. And then right after that is Panay Sewell, the tackle out of Oregon. I mean, th- this guy, you know, um, you know, 325 pounds, incredibly skilled, incredibly good footwork. He's st- and the thing is, he's still growing. He's still kind of growing into what he can be. He doesn't even turn 21 guys until October of this year. The upside on Sewell is 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 massive. And you know, with all respect to Sean Slater, who's getting some buzz as we as we build through this pre-draft process, of course, Slater, the tackle out of Northwestern. Sewell, like Pitts, is the guy on the offensive line who can be considered a potential generational tackle. That, that if everything falls into place for him, he could he could be the dominant tackle of the 2020s. And he's a converted guard. So if by chance he doesn't work out tackle, he, I think, could step in and be an outstanding player on the interior line at guard as well. So the bust potential for Panay Sewell is exceptionally low. The boom potential for him is literally being the best tackle in the game for this decade. It's an easy call for the second guy for me for Sewell. So you're so high on him that you actually think bust potential is referring to whether he's going to have a bust in Canton. <laughs> Maybe. May I mean, uh, he's... He's not quite the sure thing on the offensive line that Quentin Nelson was. And I think you go back to the 2018 draft and some of the same things that we say about Kyle Pitts kind of a, or said about Quentin Nelson apply to Kyle Pitts. But Sewell kind of locks in there kind of just a, a half step below those guys in terms of having a very in, in terms of having a very high floor, but also having a high ceiling. Guys, you just left me with the perfect pick. Thank you both so much because I get to roll with my tide on this one. Give me Heisman winner, Mr. Dynamic, Devontae Smith right here. I absolutely love it. He's he's absolutely so dynamic. Yes, he's 170 pounds, but that didn't matter in the SEC. He is a playmaker like no other Give me Devontae Smith on my offense with the third overall pick. Wow. I think that some people will accuse you of reaching here. Okay. Well, well, who? Who should it be then? Well, I mean, you've got another pick, so I'm not going to say yeah. <laughs> I do have another pick and, uh, you know, really a toss-up between these three wide receivers, in my opinion, between uh, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith. But, of course, I have to give the, the the nod to my Alabama friend with the third pick. And with the fourth pick here, guys, I'm going to go with, uh, with a guy who a lot of people think is the number one wide receiver in this draft. Uh, and that's unfortunately going with the Tigers, going with LSU, but going – 
with Jamar Chase. This he he's incredible. It's it's a shame we didn't get to see what he could do last year. Uh, but I understand the, the reasons that he opted out for COVID. But guys, he is such such a good wide receiver. So now on my board, guys, I got the top. Two wide receivers, one on the left, one on the right, both in the slot, wherever you want to put them, maybe a little bit in the backfield. But Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase, holy cow, I love the way this draft has started. Fair enough. Well, I th- well that's uh, it's kind of obvious because you've got three receivers in the top 10. Two of them are gone. You're happy with any of them. So Jalen Waddle is going to be the guy at uh, at my pick here in the second round. Uh I, I was secretly hoping, Zach, that you would go all Crimson Tide mm-hmm. and know, go Devontae Smith-Waddle. Yeah. And so I'd be a little happier with Chase. I mean, Chase, to me, is wide receiver one in this class. You kind of just kind of go back to where we thought this wide receiver class was about 10 months ago before we had opt-outs, before we had the 2020 season, et cetera. And, you know, and Jamar Chase was the one, and I think there's good reason why he's still the best. But, but Waddle is going to be an outstanding player. He's going he he and Devontae Smith will both continue the tradition of very good Alabama first round receivers going into the NFL. So Waddle, you can't really go wrong with him. So guys, an interesting thing has happened here. Um all offense? Exactly. There's 10 picks in the first top in the top 10, obviously. And uh, everyone's <laughs> talking about five quarterbacks, right? Five yep. quarterbacks mm-hmm. can go in the top 10. Now we've picked five other players. Yep. They're all offense. Yep. Could we see an all offense top 10 of the draft? Yeah, absolutely. And so absolutely. who would the Broncos pick be then? A trade back? If it's a trade back, then you have to imagine the trade up is for a quarterback. So, uh, right, exactly. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gets the, get, that gets you the fifth. Or if what Troy is saying, if they stay there and let's say it's not a quarterback, please don't let that be the case. But it could be Penny Mm -hmm. Sewell. You know, Troy said, how can you pass on Justin Fields or Sewell if he's there? I could see that because of just how much uncertainty there is at right tackle right now. And let's say there is certainty at right tackle for this year. It's it's only for one year. You can move on from Juwan James after this year, and it's only $6 million dead next year. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach, you said something the other day that I actually disagree with. Um, and this goes into this uh, this this list that we have right here. You said the one position the Broncos can't draft is wide receiver. I disagree. I think you can. Oh my goodness! And then who are you moving? You can't you can't just draft him and then keep keep everyone. Yeah, I mean you could move someone, um, or you could just say like it's the golden age of offensive football uh, in the NFL, and we are tripling down on making sure that we have all the weapons to win. So, uh, so who's who's not going to be on the field, though? Because it, then you'd have like Jerry KJ Judy. Hamler? Okay, so so you're just yeah. saying that uh, your second-round pick last year is yeah. is done. And you're saying yeah. Tim Patrick's a Green Bay Packer. Sure. Trading. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, if you can line up Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Devontae <laughs> Smith, um, no one's complaining. Hey, you don't you don't have to twist my arm for that to happen. Certainly not. That would just ah, uh, I just don't see there's any way of that happening. I mean, in my article that I that I wrote that you're referencing, Ryan, is um, I said the Broncos can take one of these top three guys if they fall to the second round, and obviously we know that that's not going to happen. I mean, we we don't even think that there's or there, there's a chance that these guys don't even last to the eleventh pick in this draft. 
like I said, draft the best player available or you are going to get yourself in trouble. All right. And speaking, well, who's, yeah, who's the best player available now? Speaking of the best player available, I think I just have to go with the first defensive player off the board here. Uh, and I'm playing to the crowd a little bit here because I see this guy's <laughs> name come up every day. I'm not 100% sold on him for the Broncos um, at, at this pick or at pick nine, but I'm going to go with Micah Parsons here. Uh, the linebacker out of Penn State. Um, he is an athletic freak, um, and I think if used in the right way, he's going to be a big-time player in the NFL. Um, there's definitely some concerns all over the place, uh, but like I said, I, I just see all these people talking about how much they love him, so I'll give them what they want. You sound just like me last week, Ryan. You're just playing to the crowd, so I respect that, actually. Thank you. <laughs> Andy, I mean, you're, you're on the yeah, clock they- again. Is that right? Yeah, there are just oh. as many people in the crowd. They're gonna say, "Oh no, I wouldn't want to bring that guy in the in the locker room." And I imagine with Parsons, I would just and I, I would suspect there are a decent amount of teams that probably just do not have Micah Parsons on their board because of character concerns. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, and that's absolutely uh, um, understandable. Yeah. All right, we're going back to back picks here. And I'm going to pick another guy that I think people really like. Um, And I like this guy as well. Um, He's got the bloodlines, which I think are always important in these types of things. And he, I think, is going to be one of the guys that comes in and plays right away. So next pick, I will take Patrick Sertan, cornerback out of Alabama. Roll Tide, baby. I love it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you're exactly right. One of the last thing you said about him was he's a guy that's going to come in and play right away and be an absolute stud. That's just why the Todd McShay draft uh, with with the Broncos sticking at nine and picking Patrick Sertan doesn't make sense because unfortunately he's not taking anyone off the field. If you're going to get a cornerback in the right. first round, I mean, I, of course, it'd be great to get Patrick Sertan, but it makes sense to trade back and pass on Patrick Sertan at nine to be able to get a Caleb Farley kind of more of a developmental guy. I mean, he's not really a true developmental guy, but with the injury and stuff, he can sit a little bit. Uh, You don't want Patrick Sertan who can hit the ground running, just having to sit his entire rookie year. Yeah. And, and Farley in particular is a guy who may fit what the Broncos want to do slightly better than Sertan. He's got the versatility shoot. You could even project him out as a safety. If uh, you find that uh, that's where your vacancy is going to be, Uh, there will be ways to get Caleb Farley on the field. I'd say probably within a few weeks of the start of the regular season. So he has a chance to get healthy from that back surgery. And so I like, I like Farley's upside just a little bit more than Sertan's. So Farley is my pick right there in, in round three. That's, but you can't, I don't think you can go wrong with either guy. I think they're both studs and they're both going to be outstanding players, but Farley, you look around, you can put him on the boundary. You can put him at slot. You can even put him at safety. There's going to be a spot because someone's going to get hurt. There's going to be a spot for Caleb Farley somewhere. If the Broncos, if the Broncos do add him to that secondary room. And so it may not be in week one, but I think he gets on the field pretty quickly. I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, something else I love is the way that this board is falling. Uh, I'm going to go 
Roll Tide again, baby. Give me Najee Harris. Get the first running back off the board here. Another Alabama player, an absolute stud running back. You know, gives me vibes of Derrick Henry with the size, the speed, the vision, the ball carrying ability. And also, I think the, the exact word Mace used yesterday to talk about him was exceptional pass catcher. Just brings something to the passing game as well. So you get an absolute stud running back who's just, just a workhorse that you need. And Again, I love the way this board's fallen, and you guys gave me an opportunity to get one of the top three cornerbacks. I know the top two are gone, but how much of a drop-off is there with J.C. Horn between these other few guys? It seems like you know there's three top wide receivers in this draft. There's three top cornerbacks in this draft, and so I'm going to get the, the next cornerback and go J.C. Horn with my next pick. So finally, I add on defense a little bit. J.C. Horn, uh, an incredible athlete who can also play. Yeah, I'm really, really, really intrigued by J.C. Horn. Um, I think that it's absolutely a possibility that he's the best best corner uh, of this group. Um, he's an athletic freak. He also has uh, the um, uh, the pedigree coming from he's of course the son of Joe Horn. So, um, man, I really like him. And if he if he somehow ended up a Bronco, I would love that too. Now, let me ask you this: parameters of this draft is this for the Broncos or this is just in general? How we this is just our our guys. Okay. All right. Then uh, it's an easy call for me because even though I've already gone tackle, Rashawn Slater's still on the board out of Northwestern. So mm. it, I don't, I don't know that he, that he even lasts this long. There's, there are, there are potentially at least a couple of teams that are going to have Rashawn Slater graded, graded higher than Panay Sewell on the, on their board. I like I said, I think Sewell's generate is a generational tackle potentially, but Rashawn Slater I think is, is somebody who's going to have a very long, very successful career. All the tools, highly intelligent as well, which is something you want your offensive lineman to be, other than quarterback, the smartest position group on your team. Slater fits that to a T. Give me Rashawn Slater in the fourth round. Love it. And then I go back to back here to finish my draft. You do, yes. yes. All right, great. Uh, here, just because I. I think he's lasted on the board too long. He's an athletic freak. Um, he's pretty awesome. I'm going to take Gregory Russo, yeah. mm-hmm. um, the, potentially the best edge rusher in this class. Um, I got to say, great Madden player. He's on my team so freaking good. Wow, if he's good on your team. <laughs> no, uh, watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think when I play against people and they're like, who is this edge guy? They're always a little more surprised just because I have someone good on defense. So I think you're exactly right, Ryan. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Um, he's huge. He's athletic. He's long. He's rangy. He's he's everything that you know uh, builds a great edge rusher. And to finish here, I'm going to take another fan favorite and a favorite uh, of mine no at linebacker no jeremiah owusu koromora jok um if he didn't come to denver he would be known as the joker but you can't have that here uh so you can't, you can't have two oh, jokers in town you you uh, come on i think of the poster possibilities and that i mean uh, you get you get the two jokers together i mean this is a marketing dream that you have two guys that you can call Joker who play for different teams in the same market. I mean, this is beautiful. It is beautiful. The Joker's wild. I mean, the, the Jokers are wild, basically, that kind of thing. I mean, oh. 
you, there, you know what? You just start thinking about things, the possibilities. If you have two guys you can call Joker in the same town are endless. Allie's asking me how she's going to fit that in there. Just put J-O-K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll know, yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Mace, who is your last pick? By the way, Ryan, I think that's a great fifth-round pick. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, a guy that a lot of people think think is the best safety on the board, and that's Trayvon Morig out of TCU. And, you know, and if we were going deeper, like in terms of value for the pick, I like Richie Grant in the reality in the second, in the real second round, a little bit more value wise. But when we're talking on here, Trevon Morig is everybody's safety one for a very good reason. Uh, he's, I think he, he will not last out of the first round. He's somebody who I believe will be on the Broncos radar if they trade down in round one. Uh, even though there's not a spot for him to start this year, Kareem Jackson on a one-year deal, and then Justin Simmons on a huge contract, you do want to, you know, to have a little bit of cost control at the safety position going forward. Drink. And Morgan be on, on a drink, and Morgan will be on a rookie contract for four years. Easy call here. Yeah, I, I like it. For and some reason, whenever I... I was just going to say, whenever I hear the name Morig, I can't help but think about Moritz Boringer, um, who oh. is not... <laughs> Not a uh, not a high level safety. He is a uh, tight. He was a tight end prospect. Yeah. Whatever is, happened to him? Very random. Is he is know. he back? He's back in Germany now, right? Maybe. Or wait, hang on here. He was. Uh, he He's was still last... available as a free agent in Madden. Yeah. He was last <laughs> with the Bengals uh, last summer. They cut him right before the start of camp, and uh, he hasn't really been heard from since. Oh. All right. Finish us off, Zach. And guys, I think this is a, a great exercise. I'm happy we did five rounds here because I think right before Mace's pick, you're getting really, really good players there. And I think Trayvon Morg can be a good player as well, but just not as certain to me, especially in this in this questionable safety class. But I think this shows that we're not even including the quarterbacks. And what what do we get? We get over, you know, we got about 14 really good players on the board here. So that's good news if the Broncos want to trade back because you throw in five more quarterbacks. Broncos can pick at 19 and still get a very, very good player here. Uh, and uh, Allie just deleted Zach five, but I was going to say might as well just keep Zach on my team to round out my team. But if I do that, I'll probably lose. So I'll go with the, uh, with, with the potential dangerous defensive lineman. I'll go quitty pay from Michigan. Mm. This is a guy that that has shown elite talent. He's shown that he can be a top 10 talent at times and this is a guy who under Vic Fangio, I think he could he could develop very very nicely and just be very explosive. So, I'm going to go quitty pay to round out my team, get myself a big boy up front. I think you're going to pay for that. Oh, oh I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this oh. was good. I I like this uh this is a good board. There's a this is a I, like you said Zach, this is kind of encouraging yeah. uh for the Broncos. If they want to trade back a few picks, pick up an extra pick, there's still going to be a lot of good players on the board. Um and and that's all because of those five quarterbacks that are going to go. Exactly. And I, I wouldn't love Quiddy Pay if they're doing that, if they trade back and get him or or Trayvon. But any other guy, if they're able to get a first round pick and get one of these guys, come on, you've got to be kidding me. That that would be hard to pass up. And especially if you're not passing up on Justin Fields at nine, you're passing up on, you know, uh, Patrick Sertan at nine to move back. I just uh, wish that Pay was a little more productive in terms of 
finishing as a pass rusher. I mean, we're, we're talking about somebody as a mid first round edge rusher, eight and a half sacks in 16 games over the last two years. That's a little less than I'd like. All right. We have to quickly pivot into the red zone here uh, because my guy, Brian says he has to go to work soon. Okay. Um, which like, wow. I mean, geez, just <laughs> coming in here, telling us what time to come on. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're bringing on our guy, Brian into the red zone. Brian, Hey, what's um, going on, y'all? Brian, what's up? <laughs> what's nice up, shirt? Shirt. Oh, well, this is more than a shirt, Mace. This is a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Brian, of course, uh, a fixture in the Madden League, uh, notable uh, runner-up um, last season oh, or two man. seasons ago. Four seasons. <laughs> Multiple-time runner-up. <laughs> Uh, but we're happy to have you on, dude. And uh, let's get let's give him a chance here in the red zone. I I kind of wanted uh, to switch things up today and have me go first, um, just because I wanted a shot at you. But I think you can get Zach. So oh wow, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I'm kind of reeling. Adam uh, knocked me around last night in the league, so a little emotionally fried. <laughs> uh, Brian, you should feel really bad if you beat me, though. You know, beating me on my birthday is not really fair. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, but I wish you well because I, I have some good questions for this next round if we can get to it. So All good right. luck and take me down. Well, All right. Three common base, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question the first. Who was the only Bronco to catch a pass from Kendall Hinton? Oh. Tim Patrick? Uh, Jerry Judy. Not no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> KJ Hamler. <sighs> Noah Fant. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Wow. <laughs> I like I like the rapid fire, Brian, back and forth. Yeah, so is this like Mad Max rules where you just think it, you say it? I think so. I guess, okay. I guess so. <laughs> All right, next question. Who was the Broncos' starting quarterback the last time they had a three-game winning streak? Oh, mama. Um, Trevor Simeon. No. <clears throat> I knew you were going to – Guess that for Case Keenum, correct? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Got it. When they course. got it back to, did they get it back to six and six? They yeah, did. Like COVID yeah. like a week. And yeah. then they, and then they decide not to cover George Kittle, and yeah, that was the end of that chapter. Ooh, baby, we've got a rubber match. <laughs> <laughs> Good All luck, Brian. Right. Okay, <laughs> among quarterbacks to start at least one game for the Broncos in the last five seasons, just one of them. Finished with an ESPN QBR above 51.0 for any one season. Who was that quarterback? Oh, Drew that Lock. lane dude. No, no, no. It was. Um, he knows. I'll give it yeah, to him. He played. Then we lost to the Vikings the next week with him. I forget his name. Are you saying over the. Rephrase the question again, Mace. What it is. You're I'll thinking of I'll, Brandon Allen, though. I yes. am thinking of Brandon Allen. <laughs> yeah. It's not Brandon Allen. Oh, but the key thing, they started at least one game. And finished a season? Oh, no. And finished that season with a, a QBR of over 51. Oh, Brock Osweiler in 2000? Nope. No, not Brock. Okay. No, um, what's the name of the, the um, 
Joe yeah, Flacco. Our, Q, our QB3. QB3 right now on our team. What's his name? That Brett Rippin? No. Yes. Oh, it is <laughs> Brett Rippin. Oh, wow. Oh, does, wow. That, does that get it? Yeah, no, Brian, I, I think you got it. You know, I gave you the name, but, yeah. uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll give it to you to move okay, on. Congratulations, okay. Brian. 57.9 is 57.9 is that magic rating. I mean, wow, I didn't think he had good, st- very good stats. He had, but he had a good, he was considered to have a good game against the Jets by QBR. Oh. I think the Jets game, he was at 66 or right around there. Big QBR didn't to Jerry mind Judy. that he tried to throw away like a 21-point lead. Basically, yeah. <laughs> right. And Jerry Judy <laughs> snagged one for a touchdown. Judy bailed him Not out. About, uh, you know, forgetting the names, my uh, extracurricular activities, short-term memory kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, give it to you. And congratulations, you took down Zach. All right, Brian, <laughs> let's go to Ryan. And I will be asking these questions. And Brian, best of luck. I hope you take him Ryan, down. This is a uh, plumber era football, right? Like, um, yes, this is 2000 till now. Uh, we'll really focus on kind of uh, 10 plus years from now. And we're going to these are these questions are going to be focused in free agency. So here they go. In uh, Mike Shanahan's final free agency in 2008, he signed a brother of a Bronco that was on the team. Who was baby. It? Boom. Baby. Yeah. Bingo. Impressive. Now, just a fun fact here. Mm-hmm. A fun fact here. Boss Bailey's contract. He was only on the team one year. It was a five-year, $17.5 million contract. So they really had high hopes for him. And yeah. his his but his name was the best thing that happened for the Broncos. All right. Up one zero. Put him away, Brian. Here <laughs> we go. I'm scared. In his first free agency leading the Broncos in 2009, so the following year from this past question, Josh McDaniels made a huge splash in free agency. Who did he sign? Kyle Lorton, Brendan Lloyd. Nope. Huge splash in free agency. Uh, Is it? Brian Dawkins. Boom. Ding, ding, oh. ding, ding. And guys, to put that in perspective, Brian Dawkins contract, five years, 17 million. So Boss Bailey got a bigger contract than future Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins one year wow. later. So, mm-hmm. all right, we are all tied up. I absolutely love this, guys. Final one here. In the same free agency, Josh McDaniels also signed another member of the secondary who would go on to be a coach of the Broncos. Who did he sign? Ronaldo Hill? Boom. You Um, got it. (laughs) Impressive. Impressive there, Ryan. And, of course, he was the defensive backs coach. Ah, yes, of course. Um, We're going to give you a bonus question to see if you can move on to the mace round. Um, This is unopposed, so you just got to answer it yourself. If you get it right, you get to advance another round. Okay, here it is. Which Bronco holds the record for most receptions in a game, and how many receptions was it? Isn't that Brendan Marshall, 21? Ooh, he got it. Let's go, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go. He, he, the lifeline keeps him alive. All right. Uh, now uh, you're in trouble. But you oh, get yeah. to go up against space. Be kind. Uh-huh. Be kind. <laughs> Round three. Round three, Brian. Let's go. Oh, boy. The second ever to enter round three. Really impressive showing here from Brian. Might be a little out of practice here, so we'll see. Okay. <laughs> Who was the first ever first round pick of the Denver Broncos? 
I'm just gonna say Melvin Gordon sucks. I don't got an answer for y'all. <laughs> now, we're not we're not talking about the common draft. We're talking about 1960, right? We sure are. Okay, yeah, I'm 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 drawing I'm drawing a blank here. I I, I don't know. Wow, you stumped him, Ryan. I got to make these a little easier. I think. Um, his name was Bob Gators. Okay. <laughs> Fourteen times in NFL history, a player has gotten four interceptions. Three of those fourteen are Broncos. Name two. Delta O'Neal, Willie Brown. All right, yeah, there you go. Delta O'Neal is the one that everyone knows. All right, the last one here. Uh, and if one of you doesn't get it, I'm not going to know what to do because I don't have another question prepared. <laughs> I've but got I, some up my sleeve. All right, all right. We, we can go to Zach. Okay. Who holds the Denver Broncos record for rushing yards in a game? Clinton Portis? It's not Clinton Portis. Um, Denver Broncos record rushing yards in a game. Uh, Otis not Armstrong? Right it's not Otis Armstrong. Who did you say, Brian? I was just asking, uh, can you give us a timeline or – Yes, uh, it it's early two thousands. Mike, Mike Anderson? Anderson. Yes, it is Mike oh, Anderson. No, I right. think Brian got it. <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, I did. I got, I'm running one gig internet, Macy. Right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, uh, well, I know we'll I had that tape. out before I heard it. Sorry. <laughs> we'll check the tapes, but I think he gets it. Uh, Ty goes to the challenger. Ty goes to the challenger. Boom. <laughs> Replay. I'm, cha- right. I'm throwing the red flag on that one if you're giving it to him. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll review it in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, so are we game. tied? Is this a uh is this the, the final one? This is the final one for um a lifetime membership to DMVR. Oh, big question. <laughs> yeah, maybe 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 we need to get replay on this pretty quick. For three thousand yeah. Dogecoin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Ryan, do you want me to dial this one up? Yeah, I mean I didn't think I was gonna need four today. <laughs> so or five. We'll, I had four. You did, yeah. So we'll stick with the two thousand oh, I have another one. Oh, you it's all okay. you. Okay. So you guys named two of the three oh. to get four interceptions. Who is the third Bronco to get four interceptions in a game? Goose Gonsolin. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Wow. <laughs> I have to interject here because I looked back at the tapes. Right now, I can pull it up. It was said at the exact same time. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I goes can to the pull challenger. it up to show you guys. You already have it. Exact same time. Impressive. Yeah, yeah, here. All right, let's see it. Let's see the replay. The suspense is killing him. <laughs> it is, it is. Here it is. Here it comes. Otis Armstrong? It's not Otis Armstrong. Who did you say, Brian? I was just asking, uh, can you give us a timeline? or? Yes. Uh, it, it's early 2000s. Mike That was. That's as close as it possibly could get. Um, but Mace did take care of business. 
that he uh, did. As he always does. And it saved, saved our business. Yeah, it saved. <laughs> we were going to have to liquidate assets to get Brian all that Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Brian, the best performance of anyone ever. Yes. Oh, thank you guys. Impressive. Thank you. Very impressive. <laughs> Yeah. Now be nice, be nice to me in Madden, okay? I don't know, Zach. You got that uh, that future Hall of Fame quarterback that that's, you drafted. That's that's what I'm talking about. Dude, Let's go, Zach. In the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did three for three for five, two touchdowns. Yeah, there, you there go. we go. All right, Brian. Uh, have a great day, and thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, Brian. Right, hey, thank you, thank you for having me, guys. There man. It was. Wow, Oof, what a performance! Thanks, Mace, for uh, holding oh. the business together. I'm. <laughs> what i'm doing you know just so I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm i'm the load-bearing wall in this operation so yep. <laughs> our, our justin simmons our last man our last man in the back end well th- that was awesome that was um, fun that w- i like i like when when someone gives us a little challenge gives us a little yeah. scare yeah i do too Whew, man that was fun that was fun all right uh, before we get out of here we skipped a couple ads so we got to circle back uh, and give a shout out to a couple of these, uh, the Colorado XOs, which is a really cool thing they've got going on. Um, they are taking athletes from different sports all over the world, and maybe they played professional baseball, maybe they played college football, uh, and they want to try their hand at rugby. And what they're doing is they're bringing them down to Rugby Town, USA, Glendale, Colorado, at the Colorado XOs uh, training facility. And they're teaching these guys rugby and they're saying, hey, maybe if we take these really great athletes from other sports, teach them the game, we can get them onto the U.S. national rugby team uh, and really help the, uh, the U.S. national team. So check them out. The Colorado Exos, we've got someone covering them. It's Colton Strickler. He does his pod. Um, but really, really cool thing going on there. So make sure you check out our DNVR rugby coverage and check out the Colorado Exos. And speaking of cool things that we've got going on, our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook have an awesome thing going on for the final couple rounds of the tournament. If you bet on one team to win any of the final three remaining games in this tournament and that team wins, you win $100. And not to spoil anything, but guys, this Gonzaga team is, it may be the biggest favorite going into the final four that we've ever seen. They're plus 14 points over UC or minus 14 points over UCLA right now. You have to, you, if you bet on UCLA to win money line, it's plus 980. As Ryan knows, that's unheard of for what's supposed to be a final four game right now. So what Vegas is telling you is bet that $1 on Gonzaga. And then you'll turn $1 into $100 if they win. That's what the odds say, at least. And you can get in on that if you're a new user over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the basketball team of your choice pulls off the win. Gonzaga. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, new customers only. Call, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Golly, I hope Gonzaga pulls it off, and I hope everyone's a winner because, you know, they've, they've, as a program, they paid their dues. I like Houston, love the defensive intensity they play with. UCLA has enough titles, and Baylor as a university ought to be fired into the sun. Yes. Great take. Great take. Gonzaga is America's team. It's just like they're too good yeah. to, to like 
I'm not rooting against them, but they're just so good that it's like hard to to want them to win. It's just like they're uh they're just like a, a machine. What yeah. scares me is the Kentucky team, the last team that was undefeated going into the final four and then who who ended up making the championship. They that's what scares me is just are they too good to win almost? Just like that undefeated Kentucky team ended up losing the very final game and got that one loss. That's what scares me. Yeah, no, I mean they have six team. NBA players on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew but, Timmy, baby. Yeah. Uh I, I want you to grow that mustache. I think that, that would be a good look for you, Steve. Well, you know how I was telling you about that wonderful girlfriend I found. Uh, I I don't know if she would be okay with that. I mean, come on. (laughs) Let the guy live. You know what? Oh, man. If Drew Timmy becomes a nugget, how about that? You know, maybe. Do the nuggets have any picks left? They don't need picks. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. You don't need picks when you got championships, right? I mean, you don't need picks when you have, like, the best starting five in the NBA. That's true. When you got the MVP, baby, JOK. Are we counting the Are we counting the days to the uh, the Nets Nuggets final, the reunion of old ABA rivals, right there in the NBA finals? Is I, that yeah. where we're headed with this? I personally am, and and we're <laughs> we're also headed to uh, what a Rockies Yankees World Series, Rockies oh, Red Sox. No. no, Yankees lost yesterday. It'd be all about oh, the Blue Jays, baby. Oh and six oh and one sixty two for the Yankees. <laughs> one sixty two hey. and oh for the Rockies. And DJ LeMahieu went 0 for four. I mean, yeah, David, you know, Dahl had a good game. Arnado had a good game, but DJ came up short if we're monitoring ex Rockies and their new destinations. Please, good day for Jeff refer, Breidich. Please refer to him as his proper name, Josh Fuentes' cousin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also gotta tell you about Zoom Care, our friends over at zoomcare.com. Think about the last time you needed to see a doctor. How long were you waiting for answers? Did you sit there and wait weeks for an appointment? Then when you got to the appointment, you said they said it was going to be at 2 and you don't walk in until 3.15. That's happened to all of us. Well, what if you didn't have to wait? What if you didn't have to wait weeks to get that appointment? What if you weren't sitting around twiddling your thumbs, reading a five-month-old magazine in the doctor's office? Well, that's where our friends over at ZoomCare come in. You can, see, you can see a doctor, but see the doctor virtually on the same day at a time that you choose. Your visit will start on time. It might end with a prescription in hand. Going to the doctor is easy. So schedule now at ZoomCare.com. That's Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com to schedule your appointment today. ZoomCare is going to have an in-person clinic in Lodo opening on April 16th, but also Something we've told you about is that you can take care of your medical needs virtually through Zoom's video care. It's like taking a trip to the doctor, except you're doing it from your couch. It's possible that, guys, you may never have to sit in a doctor's office again. And again, and the other thing, I mean, and I mentioned this earlier, but if you've got something that's bothering you, you don't want to wait three weeks, four weeks, six weeks to get a diagnosis. You want that diagnosis as soon as possible so you can go on and take the steps to getting better. You want that prescription. You want to move on with your life. And that's why Zoom's video care is working for so many people. So check them out at zoomcare.com. That's Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com. Get all the details you need. If something's bothering you, go to Zoom Care. They'll help you out and they'll do it fast. Zach, you got big plans for the birthday? Oh boy, little uh, maybe takeout with my girlfriend, my wonderful girlfriend again. She's just right behind the camera, so you know, <laughs> the about, beautiful girlfriend. <laughs> how about ice cream cake? I mean, is that happening oh, today? 
Bubblegum yeah. ice cream cake. Oh, <laughs> man. You're <laughs> killing me. Oh, that Whoa. sounds so Oh, double layered bubblegum and cotton candy. Give me that bright blue and bright pink. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know wow. that you know that gif of that that kid just eating cotton candy at like the the Rockies game or yep. baseball game? Mm-hmm. That's going to be me later, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's the proper Dude. way to celebrate the big 29. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Indeed. right? I'm not even in my 30s yet. Might as well enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> why why not just live like you're 12? <laughs> Tw- 29 is the new 12. Exactly. That's what everyone's been saying. <laughs> and you know, maybe some Breck brews too. Breck Absolutely, brews. some Breck brews. But wow. if if twenty nine is the new twelve, are you legally able to drink Breck brews? Well, now we're just we're getting too complicated now. <laughs> Splitting hairs. <laughs> All right. Um, one last advertisement here. Uh, gotta give a shout out to our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group, uh, the best damn family owned dentist group in the metro area. Think of it this way: if you're gonna eat a cake of bubble gum and cotton candy ice cream, you're gonna need to see our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. They'll take care of you. They are family. Uh, they're part of the DNVR family. They come down to the bar to watch the Avs game. Uh, so make sure that you use them if you're looking for a dentist after your repulsive birthday cake. Hey, watch yourself. Watch yourself. And guys, see, one thing I'm going to do today, sign up for a vaccine so that I can see you guys at the DNVR bar very soon. Wow. A birthday present for you to us. <laughs> exactly. There we go. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Three Ring Circus. This was an absolute blast. We will talk to you all soon.